Welcome to The Thing About Health Coaching, the podcast from Your Coach Health, where we discuss advancements in health and wellness coaching, trends to watch, and the growing body of research. This episode was generated from conversations that occurred at our Global Health and Wellbeing Coaching Symposium in November of 2022, with a focus on demystifying health coaching in digital health, healthcare, and beyond. Please note that the industry is rapidly changing, so some of the information discussed may be outdated. For the latest news in health coaching, be sure to follow along with us and check out our latest health coaching report at yourcoach.health. We enjoy bringing you each and every episode, and it would mean a lot if you could rate this podcast in your favorite player. And of course, hit that bell to be notified of future episodes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the third annual Global Health and Wellbeing Coaching Symposium by Your Coach. Uh, this fireside chat, also known as Health Scription, will be uh, on psychedelic assisted coaching and therapy. And we're really lucky to have Hilary Lynn with us today. Hilary is the co founder and CEO of Curio. Thank you for joining us, Hilary. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, we had such a great conversation last week, and I'm excited to continue it. First, I'll start by introducing myself. My name is Amanda Marie Cardinelli. I'm an investor and advisor focused on digital health and care innovation. I have about 14 years of experience across health tech, alternative investments, and neuroscience. And it was really when I was uh, studying neuroscience, but also uh, acting as a caregiver to my mother who had degenerative brain disease that I took a step back and dug more into the data on the, the severity of the mental health crisis that we're having globally. Um, and while I was doing my graduate degree, I also was starting to see a resurgence of really interesting research on psychedelic medicines. And now uh, it's been about six, seven years since then. And the way that the industry has moved is just incredible. So not only are we seeing a resurgence in research, uh, as well as more interest from the general public society, as well as regulatory reform, but there is this um, rise of amazing startups and entrepreneurial efforts. And you are part of that movement, Hillary, going from being a physician to a entrepreneur. And so I would love to hear more about the work that you're doing at Curio, uh, as well as how this ties into psychedelic assisted coaching and therapies. Yeah, I'm happy but first, to- But first introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm happy to tell it all in a story that both introduces where I come from and what happened to uh, produce what is now Curio. So- as Amanda mentioned, I am a physician and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Curio. And the story begins when I was practicing as an academic physician. So I was doing research as well as practicing in internal medicine. So primary care, urgent care, a lot of telemedicine actually, because I jumped in early even before COVID into that realm of the world. And what I was seeing was, A, we miss a point a lot of the time. Uh, and what I mean by that is our biggest problems in healthcare are things like heart disease, obesity, substance use disorder, so on and so forth. And the 90% of all of these very serious health conditions are behavioral in nature. 
yet it's so difficult to change a person's behavior. How many times have we all, you know, told a family member or patient or whoever it is in our lives, like, you know, maybe you should quit smoking. Maybe you should drink less. Maybe you should eat healthier or go to the gym. And it's so much harder, a thousand times harder to do than to know what is good for you. So really felt deep in my heart that that was where I wanted to dive into in my startup journey. And the second piece of it is as an internist and for some time, I thought I was going to go into oncology. Um, and the reason was because oncology is a special place where people who have a terminal illness, cancer, they're considering their mortality. They're thinking about their lives in such a existential way. And it brings to light the purpose of your life uh, so acutely. And yet we do such a bad job in our everyday world. Like we're so distracted by these small things, little little distractors, our, our phones, our social media, and, you know, even achieving things at work. Like these are, these are so small compared to the big fulfilling things in life. Um, so what Curio is, is, is my attempt, our attempt as a team to bring to life an intervention that can help us get closer to changing our lives for the better. And that's through lifestyle behavior changes and also bring us closer to what makes us fulfilled. That's incredible. Um, I, there's so much that you said that speaks to my heart. <laughs> um, why don't we start, let's start with the basics. There's a lot of people who are watching today who know of psychedelics as these you know, class one, bad for you, hidden away drugs. It's not a good term. Mm -hmm. But when we look at it and we look at the research, we look at it as medicine, that's not what we're seeing. We're yeah. seeing some pretty incredible things. We're seeing people who have depression that where they did not respond to any treatment for 10, 20 years, suddenly have breakthroughs. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing the, the legalization of some of these, these really interesting drugs. And we know that something like ketamine has actually been approved available to help treat people for many, many years. It just wasn't as widespread as it is now. And I think that's where you're starting with Curio. So why don't we, why don't we start with the basics? What are psychedelics? So what are psychedelic medicines? How are they currently being used in healthcare? Wonderful. And you summed up so much interesting richness about the, the battle that we have in healthcare, actually. But starting with psychedelics, I like to think of psychedelics more with where the meaning of the word actually came from. It was a term created and it's from psyche and, and dahlia. And that means mind creation or mind synthesis. It's like the uh, the effects of what happens when you actualize what's in your mind, basically. And I like to remind myself and others of that because it's not referring to any particular mechanism of action. A lot of uh, original enthusiasts of psychedelics will will be like, oh, like, you know, ketamine or like whatever isn't a real psychedelic because it, it isn't a classic psychedelic, but that's actually just a cultural definition. Um, mm -hmm. Psychedelics just refers to what happens in your mind as an outcome of, you know, the medicine that you're taking. And I would argue even some experiences that have nothing to do with a drug or compound in your body can be very psychedelic in nature. 
But stepping back to ketamine is such an interesting one because we did create it or we discovered it and used it originally as an anesthetic. It was a wonderful battlefield anesthetic because it can help you dissociate from your pain and have a rather pleasant journey as you are being carted away from the battlefield. And that was traditionally how it was used. And nowadays we still use it. Uh, there's of course for the pain uh, prevention, but also really interesting ways. It prevents even new memories of pain being encoded in your brain. Mm -hmm. So it's a very helpful adjunct if it's not even the original drug for the anesthesia. And along the years, it's so ketamine's been around for uh, 60 or so years now. Right. And along that way, we discovered that it has amazing antidepressant properties as well. And that has a lot to do, I can dig as much as we want to into a very complex mechanism. But long story short, people were noticing that people were getting over very deep depressive episodes, deep suicidal episodes. And, uh, and so we started using it in that manner. And then you also referenced something else, which I just wanted to speak on that. There is a cultural battle all the time about, you know, psychedelics, are they good? Are they bad? And that happens in medicine, even more than it does in the mainstream world. And, uh, I see it every day, like with my former colleagues, current colleagues, there's some people who are they're looking at the research. And I went through this journey myself too. I had to look at the research to convince myself psychedelics are actually transformative and amazing, 100%. but there's people. Yeah. 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 But there's a lot of <laughs> you can't like, look you know, away, right? Once you yeah, read it yeah. and you have a, a mind that's trained in the science, you're always sort of saying you're, you're being a bit of a skeptic mm -hmm. and you're always counting. But once you read this research and you really dig deep, you think I can't look away now. I know yeah. too much. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's almost it, you know what it is, is a lot of people in traditional healthcare feel like it's almost too good to be true, because we've had so many mediocre drugs, especially in mental health for decades. And they all have side effects. And we, we like, it's almost this like, old wisdom It's like, what feels good can't be good for you is like mm. what people think and psychedelics strangely both feel good and are good for you and mm. it, it just feels almost too good to be to be true <laughs> yeah. so tell me about let's let's talk about coaching right mm. because curio is here to support coaches and one of the conversations that we had when we first met was around how you know there's a shortage of therapists the demand for mental health services continues to increase. We're talking about one in four people in the literature, but we know that it's more than that. And COVID has exacerbated this. And now there's a call for more types of clinicians or even just people in the community to be helping rally around combating this mental health crisis and helping others in need. And when we think about coaching, I mean, that can help in a huge way, not just in the, the treatment, which is a short period of time relative to all the other work that needs to be done before, after, and on an ongoing basis to have efficacious long-term outcomes. So why don't, um, why don't we talk a little bit more about how does coaching actually fit into psychedelic assisted therapy models? Why is it important? Why should we be including it? And how do you think about building up this ecosystem to ensure that we have quality care standards around psychedelic assisted therapy, but also within coaching, which is relatively new. 
The Thing About Health Coaching is brought to you by Your Coach Health, the only operating system for behavior change powered by health coaches. We help a growing roster of industry partners stand up or augment their health coaching operations with the largest supply of validated health coaches and proprietary technology for seamless integration. We are the premier virtual home for health and wellness coaching, an ecosystem built to empower health coaches while expanding access to their services through our industry partnerships. To find out more, head over to yourcoach.health or yourcoachhealth on all the socials. Join us on the health coaching revolution as we strive to deliver the power of health coaching to the eight and a half billion global population by 2030. Yeah, yeah. And I love this topic because again, coming from medicine, we're so used to focusing on the drug, the compound and psychedelics. It's a very different kind of intervention from anything we've ever had. It is something that turns you on and I like to describe it as psychedelics help you run. It gets you up, it gets you going, mm-hmm. but you still need help, whatever form that takes turning in the correct direction. And how coaching helps in this modality is it helps you align with what your internal goals and your values are. And it helps you align your direction as you're running with this all of this psychedelic mental energy that you've gained in the correct direction and with the right actions because you can imagine someone can be still quite lost after taking a psychedelic because you know they didn't gain any additional support or knowledge so we describe this in psychedelic culture as you know the preparation the set in the setting and the preparation and the integration but that's all terminology to refer to the structure around your psychedelic intervention your psychedelic experience mm-hmm. and coaching i think is a fabulous and so far underlooked uh modality to help with all of this and the reason why i think it's been so far overlooked is you know of course it's early but a lot of people focus on therapy which is of course, amazing. Therapy is a bit more about digging into what is behind all of our current problems, our issues, uh, like the things that we're trying to get over. Coaching, though, helps you build the structure to go towards your goals, those Mm. like your your self-actualization. And and it lays out the framework that you can act with to create that ideal future self. Incredible. Uh, And very well said. So I let's let me think about putting myself in the shoes of our audience. Mm -hmm. I'm a coach or a budding coach and Mm -hmm. I want to want to get involved in PAT and coaching, PAT being psychedelic assisted therapy. But when I go online and I look into what the resources are, how do I get trained in this? How do I actually get involved in the community? The information that's out there is very limited. So tell me, what what resources would you suggest for our audience members uh, in terms of learning more about the fields, learning more about how they can get involved, and how should they start thinking about um, cultivating their practice, as well as what type of licenses to get in order to be part of the field mm-hmm. and to join the movement? Yeah, yeah, there's so many quite expensive training programs out there. And I think you should spend your money wisely. So it's, uh, uh, first and foremost, there's not one good place so far, unfortunately, because we're still so early in the field. We at Curio are very much trying to help curate and build a resource of information for folks. And there's a lot of good, wonderful, trusted 
um, entities out there. MAPS is a very, very reputable resource, for example. They both have a nonprofit and for-profit arm, um, have a lot of great information. I like this uh, database called Newly, N-E-U-L-Y. They help curate people, research studies, and information that you can read about. Um, then there's the training programs out there. I myself, I've worked with Polaris, so have a special place in my heart for them. Um, mm -hmm. But there's many others that offer trainings. And the key thing to look at for all the trainings is, you know, what will enable me to understand the medicines better because you are you know coming into this already as a coach so presumably you have you know your coaching training from elsewhere i think that's very important by the way some people forget that they're like oh i want to be a psychedelic guide coach therapist so on and so forth but they forget that there it's not just understanding psychedelics you also bring to the table your coaching skills your your all other skills that you already maybe have or you should develop elsewhere um as you start your packed journey we we call it packed to make it clear that it's a uh, coaching as well as uh, psychotherapy in a lot of cases so there's no one great place, but I encourage most people to turn to primary resources. Like it's a, it may feel intimidating, but I think the research studies start there and then look at the institutions that are associated with research studies. So some of these are academic, some of these are for-profit or non-profit, but if they're doing the research, they probably have their heads on straight in terms of, you know, where the, the knowledge is rather than just pure opinion. Very helpful. Thank you. Um, so I want you to shamelessly plug Curio. Oh, tell, <laughs> tell, tell us about your work there. How can Curio help coaches? Yeah. And then of course, with my background in digital health, I'm very curious to hear more about the technologies that you're using. Yeah. Both to support coaches and for your care models. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll break it down into three areas. One is... Okay. Yes, a, seg a good segue actually from like, where do you turn for reputable sources is, you know, we are a very healthcare and academically focused team. So even though we are a startup, we're a for-profit profit company, we come to it from traditional healthcare. So I myself, I was at Stanford for over a decade and my whole team is a number of academics, scientists, people who worked in insurance companies, so they understand the healthcare system quite deeply. And we understand how to fit psychedelics in the healthcare model without abandoning the cultural truth of psychedelics, because I know that's like a constant mm -hmm. battle between the two. That's one. And then uh, as part of that too, we're actually conducting our own research. So as I mentioned multiple times, this is such a new field. And while we already have promising research, we need way more. And so we're conducting research. We're going to be launching a randomized control trial. And it's companies and entities like ours that are really paving the road for the future of psychedelic healthcare. Um, and then number two is the, our focus on that preparation and integration piece. So mm -hmm. in our work, you know, we work with ketamine because it is what is legal and available right now. And it's actually quite a wonderful drug. It's not any less good than any other psychedelic. But in the future, we anticipate working with any number of psychedelic compounds. Uh, our structure is built for that. And what I mean is, you know, we educate our members and we also help coach them through 
all of these validated coaching modalities using, you know, mindfulness, using CBT mm -hmm. tactics and so on and so forth to help people achieve their goals according to their values. So we're very rigorous is what I'm trying to say about our structure. Mm -hmm. And we fit into a number of different medicine modalities. And then finally, the technology piece. I'm so excited about this because uh, I think a lot of people innovating in the field, it's great, but they they kind of see the obvious things to fix and we're trying to go beyond the obvious. So the, the obvious things are, you know, everybody wants to make something to, you know, create the right music track for your psychedelic journey or, you know, have the right art around you. And that's wonderful. What we're really focused on is how can we help people have safe and high quality optimized journeys in the safety of their own home, the comfort of their own home, or perhaps in a clinic that is far away from any psychedelic expert. So we're creating technologies for remote monitoring and remote guidance. Um, so that is yet to be announced fully, but that gives you a little bit of a sneak peek as to what we're working on and, and why we think, uh, you know, we'll be building that infrastructure and the services for the future of psychedelic healthcare. Congratulations. You've done a lot in a short period of time. It's been a few years. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you said a keyword, and I know we have we have about a little less than five minutes left. You said the word future. Mm -hmm. Everyone's very excited about psychedelics now. There's been, I mean, we're seeing this um, this resurgence of utilizing psychedelics for healthcare after almost an almost 60-year hiatus. Talking about a significant amount of time, um, but there's still a lot of unknowns. You also said you mentioned multiple times this is new. This isn't yeah. just new for coaching. This is new for everyone, um, except for the people who were involved in the research early doors and we're now seeing on uh, Netflix documentaries as uh, older individuals that are very happy they they were able to see this come back in their lifetimes. We are carrying the torches here. Yes. So I would love to hear more about how you think the field will evolve. What yeah. will the next few years look like? How do you see things changing over time? And what does this look like specifically for coaches? Yeah, I think it's uh, my classic go-to model is like change the paradigm. And, mm. and what I refer to is um, a lot of times people think of the future based on their past knowledge. They're thinking like, oh, the future is going to look this way because, mm. you know, you know, we follow this pattern and we're going to end up at point B. But the truth is we can't predict the future because oftentimes there's these events or these discoveries, innovations that completely change the paradigm. And I think psychedelics is one of those paradigm changing events in society, in medicine, in culture, so there's so many different ways that it will change the world that we live in today. Um, so I think, you know, think about that as you're preparing for your future in it. And if you're a coach, consider like, what will the world look like once we have psychedelics more firmly squared away in healthcare, in, in wellness, in, you know, lifestyle? Um, how can you focus your work towards that? And then for everyone out there, maybe who isn't a coach themselves, but who wants to, you know, experience or undergo a psychedelic intervention, it's like, think about what you would do if you could throw away all the, throw away all the garbage, all the distractions from your mind, and you could focus on you and what you really want, what you truly want, what you want to become. 
Um, I have a firm belief that if we could all be in touch with that inner part of ourselves, we would want to improve the world around us. We would help one another way more. It's And we're diving into the whole topic, which we certainly don't have time to, but the topic of systemic change, systemic healing, systemic yeah. improvement. So that is that is the future. And, and that's my core belief and why I'm participating in the psychedelic renaissance. Uh, I agree with so much of what you said. <laughs> I think we could speak about this for hours. Um, what's, what's really exciting here is that we are seeing the rise of coaching happen right alongside the rise of psychedelics. And there's so much opportunity here. Um, thank you. I, I realize that we're at time. Thank you, Hillary, for joining us. This is fantastic. Um, thank you so much to all of the audience members. I hope you continue to enjoy the symposium. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Enjoy, everybody.